0: G'day everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Sound of Imaging with Lee, Lee, and Greg. Today we are here on this wonderful week and we're scouring the internet and the interwebs for all the news stories surrounding photography and video. Lee, what did you come up with this week that piqued your interest?
1: Well, I mean, this is it, it. Piqued my interest, but it also made me think of something. So, um, News Shoot is one of the sites that I, I really like going to to see, you know, what's new, what's going on in terms of gear and stuff. Um, and I found this thing, a uh, first look Eye Footage Spider Crab System, which is basically like a system to attach a camera to a car. So, if you're filming um, either on the outside of a car, so, you know, you see those lovely shots of like the wheels moving mm-hmm. along and so on. So, you 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 suction cup the camera basically to the side of the car um or alternatively if you've got people in the front of the car driving and speaking to each other you can you know basically suction cup the the camera to the front to the to to the hood of the car and it's filming the people while you're driving and it's obviously don't do that unless it's in a controlled environment and you have you know don't do that on like public roads because you will crash and hurt people um but this (laughs) is a really cool system and i like i saw the system i was like oh this is so cool I must get one. And, and then I had this moment of, yes, this is so cool. I must get one because the other one that I've had sitting in my cupboard for two years, I've used once. (laughs) And and, and, and it made me think of, I I think the term is gas gear acquisition syndrome. Yes. So often, and I, I'm I'm the biggest culprit. So often, I I see these really cool things. I'm like, oh, this is so cool, and the price is pretty good, and I'm gonna get it. Where what I should be thinking is, oh, this is so cool. When am I ever gonna use this? That's
0: yep. that's for all videographers, Lee. Come on, no, <laughs> cinematographers, oh,
1: photographers, photographers.
0: Yeah, and a lot of photographers. They they have all the pancake lenses that they don't even know what to do with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: so but 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 it was, it, was you know, it, it made me think yeah you know, well it's funny you say that sort of one of the differences between photographers and cinematographers um i think it's just the price of our toys a lot of the time like i remember i was having a conversation uh, with a cinematographer friend of mine and a photographer friend of mine the three of us are having a chat and me and the cinematographer were chatting about this new miller tripod that had just come out and i think it was the miller light at the time and it was only about fifteen hundred dollars and you know me and other cinematographers. Oh, you know it's, it's quite light. You know, it only weighs like four or five kilos, and and it's it, it's only fifteen hundred bucks. And our photographer mate was sitting there going fifteen hundred dollars for a tripod. What the hell's wrong with you people?
0: <laughs> oh my god! Well, that's the thing. Who's got the better head, right? Is it the photographers or the cinematographers?
1: <laughs> well, it, it again, it just it comes down to how you're going to use it.
0: Ah, right, right. And that brings me on to my point, right? I, I came across the, I mean, everyone saw it. It's a Nikon FC, um, a ZFC. FC. Sorry, I forgot that. That's almost a silent Z there. Not many people uh, pay attention to it. But the FC is one of those cameras that, like you said, it's not, it's not what's on the outside. It's what's on the inside, right? You, you don't judge a cover by its outside. Well, in this case, you can. But uh, I, I had a look at this... <laughs> I had a look at this camera, and to be honest, it's retro, which is great, but I don't know. Have you guys, do you remember the DF, the Nikon DF? Yep.
2: No, you, keep, yep. you keep banging on about the DF. I've never seen the DF. But the the well, FM2 it, mm. is what, it's, what they've kind of, uh, they've mirrored it or it's influenced mm-hmm. their, their retro Z-mount uh, FC. Mm-hmm. I, I like to use the FC as Fujifilm copy, <laughs> because to me, this looks just like, yes, it looks like a film camera, but then so do Fujifilm XT and uh, X-Pro mm. cameras. And I just uh, I just can't help but feel a sense of deja vu when I look at this FC, that it's pretty much a, you know, it's pretty much a Fujifilm mirrorless camera, aps about a 26 megapixel sensor, you know. It does a great job, but but I think that this is kind of more of a low-end model for me. This is more like the XT200, maybe an XT20 kind of generation.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I look, how many, how many colors? How
2: many colors? Seven.
0: Seven colors. Wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, okay, let me go on a rant about colors here because as soon as a camera manufacturer brings out colors, you know they're not selling enough because they have to ask all the retailers to at least purchase one of each color. Just so they can have it in stock. That way, they sell seven times as much. So it's a great marketing ploy. But for me, looking at this camera, I'm going to name it the ZFC for four children. Because if you look at the knobs, and I was, I was saying to Greg the other day, it's like, imagine if you had two fingers tied behind your back, right? Taped together, and then tried to change this. You can't. The only way to do it is through your teeth. Because this is made, the buttons are made for children. And that's exactly what the ZFC is for. I think for the children, the teens that just want to get out there and do a little bit of vlogging. Lee, what's the deal with vlogging?
1: People feel the need to share. I mean, in fairness, what are we doing? We're doing a podcast. We're sharing. So, you know, let let he who is without the podcast cast the first stone. (laughs) Or or the first memory
0: card. (laughs)
1: Yeah no Yeah. Uh, you know, look the, the vlogging i it, little little psa i want to make as as, as a grumpy old man um, actually that's what we should have called this podcast three grumpy old men sure. um <laughs> <Totally>. but, <laughs> you know it, it's like one thing that like my son is six and even even for a year now he's been wanting to have his own YouTube channel uh, playing games because he loves watching YouTube channels of, of gamers and so I've recorded him playing games but I'm not uploading anything he doesn't actually have a channel he's like oh we got to upload that here yeah, we got we got to put another video on my channel I'm like yeah right okay um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not and, and he I I don't want him to have an actual public channel until he understands the ramifications and, and all that sort of stuff. So And the think, comments think, section.
2: Uh,
1: you know, all yeah, it's, you know, the internet is not real life. And, and, um, but yeah, vlogging, if, if you want to do it, power to, you got to have strong arms. Like I tried it yeah. for a bit and to actually hold your arm out with the camera in your hand, depending on what camera it is. Um, I mean, mine was an Aria Lexus. So it got really heavy, really quickly.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. You need a, that, you need was, a spider crab. You need a spider crab, suction it to your belly and you'll be away. <laughs> no, I, well, the,
2: uh, the, I know what's really, what's really has taken off and will continue to for some time is Twitch streaming of gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, just to sort of follow on from your experience, Lee, um, you know, my, my eldest son has been a gamer, um, you know, for as long as he could, since he could push buttons and he, he set up a YouTube channel and he's streamed a lot of, he recorded a lot of games. Now he just do, does live streaming with friends. Wow, okay. Um, and, um, and my younger child, who's now, who's now 10, he wants to follow in his footsteps. And I think, I know recently, like in the last couple of years, I did a survey of kids in the UK and, and the vast majority of them, this is sort of primary school age kids, the vast majority of them wanted to be YouTubers as a profession.
0: Yeah, it's the number one job choice. I've read a study like that as well. And you know, yeah. for those that love the Nikon Z uh, FC and want to do vlogging or gaming or anything of the above, you do have the flippy screen. Now that that's, yeah, that's a breakthrough. That's a that's a breakthrough technology right there. <laughs> just just don't break it. Just don't break well,
1: it. No, it's, it's table stakes, but at least they've got it in there. that's true that's true yeah they're they're not like sony where you know so we only got flippy screens on well we only got flippy screens on sony that flip all the way around so you can watch yourself while you're on camera we only got Mm. those like a year ago yeah
0: Yeah. and did you see the previous uh iteration of sony's oh sorry nikon's attempt to vlogging did you see the the flip screen on that no okay the worst position possible where you could put a flip screen it went straight down
2: that's right it flipped under.
0: It flipped under. So it wasn't an over, it wasn't a sidey, it was under. And that, my friends, is terrible for a tripod. I mean, imagine you're sitting there watching yourself and you've got a pole in the middle of your head. You can't see. <laughs> How's the framing? How's the composition? Well, looks pretty solid to me.
2: <laughs> even even just trying to hand-held, handhold it without, a, without getting in the way of that screen is just crazy.
0: I know, I know. Definitely need crazy, one of crazy. those uh, spider crab systems. Going to the FC.
1: I mean, if, yeah. if it is if it is for you know the the youths, if it is for, for, for the kids um, who want to be vloggers, there's definitely a market there, and, oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and and having it multiple colors, I think that that fits that market very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, around you know, a thousand you know, we Yeah, yeah, and we you know we
2: got to see the the marketing material from Nikon, the marketing pack that they sent through to. Uh, to everyone that wants to sell one. And it was all youth market. It was all young people having the time of their lives, living their best lives on Instagram. Um, Mm. So yeah, it's clearly targeted at that.
0: And TikTok. You You can't forget TikTok.
2: Yeah. Oh, you can't forget. Yeah. But there'll be some nostalgia nuts who will obviously want to pick it up. And that's great. Yeah. As you said, the the Fuji
0: copies. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The Fuji copies. And look, if you love Nikon and you've already got some Z mount lenses, and you're already married to the system. Having the, the positive of, of the Nikon ZFC is that it makes a great little travel camera or a nice little everyday carry camera that you just drop in your work bag so you can take mm. some sunset pics on the way home from from work or whatever. But uh, beyond that, that's that's or
0: a impressive. paperweight, yeah, or a paperweight, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah it looks for it looks those dust
0: collect off. a dust collector, yeah, that's it. Um, so, Greg, what did you come up with this week that piqued your interest?
2: Uh, well. Let's face it; we're living in a bit of a crazy time, and uh, you know, having living in Victoria, lockdowns are, uh, are not new a for way us, of life. They are a way <laughs> of life, although for once, Victoria up and say, is not yeah, in I'm a just... lockdown, <laughs> and every other state in the country is, apart from mm. Tasmania. Um,
0: yeah, we'll blame that on so Sydney.
2: <laughs> we will always. So, one thing that I've that I've learned throughout the whole. You know 2020 and so far this year is that it's really debilitating on creative pursuits because you're constantly being told you can't go out with your camera you can't meet up with photography friends and i think it's really important for people that like us that are visual creatives is to look for the next project and when the opportunity strikes to go out and grab it um, it's good for our mental health it's good for our you know getting the creative juices flowing you know, catching up with photography friends for a photo walk or even just talking shop over a meal is really important. But there's a couple of events coming up in Victoria um, that actually get national and international recognition. Uh, The first one, the big one that I think that, you know, it's in regional Victoria, it's in Ballarat and it's the Ballarat International Photo Biennial and photo is F-O-T-O. And they've been doing this every year, every year? Is that what biennial means? Biennial. Biennial?
1: Every, every, every two years. Two years. Two years. Every two years, sorry. Five.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, so last, I think the last time it went ahead, it was fine. Um, but it's just a great event. They've got like a range of programs. They've got like the core programs that are, you know, exhibitions and displays. They've got workshops They've got this outdoor workshop program they run events walks talks and then they've got this open program where all the shops and businesses in the area uh, display uh, their own galleries of, photo- of photographs um, not their photos but they actually provide wall space um, and so you can you know you can get like weekend passes, uh, weekday passes, midweek three-day passes it's just a really good thing to get out into country Victoria and have a look at this event.
1: Mm, I've never been to one, but
2: mm. I know lots of people who have. Yeah. Really um, cool. mm. yeah, it is a really cool event. And a couple of the 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 big, the big ticket draw card is that Linda McCartney, obviously um, Paul, Paul McCartney's ex now, I think, isn't it? Paul McCartney's ex, Linda. Anyway, she's holding. She's, she's been a renowned photographer since the Beatles were the Beatles. So um, she's putting on an exhibition of some of her most intimate photos from that era.
0: Mm, that's definitely um, going to draw really a crowd. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, for the Fujifilm lovers so, out there, mm, there's a uh, ex ambassador yes. talking. Uh, Doctor Michael There is an ex ambassador. Mm, mm.
2: Yes, um, I saw Michael up in uh, up in Sydney a couple of years ago when mm. the uh, X Pro Three was launched, and uh, yeah, he's a phenomenal photographer, an amazing, um, just an amazing world traveler. Mm. He, he he classes himself as a conflict photographer, which was just amazing to listen to because he talked about the times when he was you know taking photos of the ayatollah in iran and you know just mm. crazy world events that he was a part of so mm. the Ballarat international photo biennial by i can't even say it biennial is one the other one that comes up which is quite big is the bright uh the bright festival of photography okay uh that was cancelled last year they could only They could only do a, uh, what do you call it, like a virtual digital event, obviously, because everyone was Mm. in lockdown and regional regional Victoria was closed off. Um, And Bright is another amazing town in Victoria that uh, every year holds this huge photography event and uh, it goes over quite a number of days. Mm. And they have a whole range of workshops. And basically what you do is you buy a ticket and depending on what you want, you get like a a number of uh, points or credit with your ticket, and then you allocate certain amounts of of your credit to different workshops, so okay. you can sort of fill up your oh, fill up your cool. calendar with with workshops. That's a great workshops. idea. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have talks, and they have they'll do. Uh, what did the ad say? They'll do cosplay e- equine photography. Wow! So people in cosplay with horses. I think that's how I read. No, that not right. the
0: horses in cosplay.
2: No, no, no. no. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure that some people would like to do that. Um, <laughs> So I think they're just two, okay. I mean, granted, granted they're very Victorian centric, um, but they're just two examples of things that we can look forward to, we can plan for, you know, mm. get together with a group of photography mates, book an Airbnb, you know, and, and take a road trip and get out and, and I think it's, and see yeah. what you can see. And
1: and I'll actually something something that um that helped me get through how uh, very long winter last year uh, without with mm. like four months of lockdown was um, I would take well I would try I didn't succeed every day but I would try to take an hour every day and I've got a little studio set up in my garage um, and I would just practice like like product photography and I would practice things that you know stuff that you can do it's still life it, I, mean, I know it's kind of cliche but You know, if if you want to keep the creative juices, don't think about things that you can do in the house and just kind of go, right, well, I'm going to work out how to shoot products through glass, or I'm going to work out how to light. Um, In fact, if you, if you want a real challenge, order yourself a, a little model car, make sure it's got like shiny paint on it and try and light that without reflections. It will make you tear your hair out, but you will learn a lot.
0: That's it. That's it. You, know, yeah. you learn about all that blocking and all that sort of stuff.
1: Hey, I'm, I'm going to go back
0: to what you were saying, Greg, about going, going to one of these events as a patron. I think it's fun. And I think there's a lot, of, um, a lot that can be uh, gained from a community and uh, just really boost your creativity. But I'm interested in hearing Lee's perspective, because I know, Lee, you've, you've traveled to a lot of um, photo expos over the years, and you've probably done some of the media side. Uh, rather than being a patron i want to hear from your perspective what what the difference is between going as someone in the media as to someone that's just tagging along to see a product in in you know in their hands
1: um well i mean at least from my perspective it's a lot less work when you just go as a pleb Um, (laughs) yeah true (laughs) because you don't have to do You you know just you walk around you chat to people it's you know i mean like i've i've the the last two years that, that I was at NAB I was there to work and I barely spent any time sort of doing my own thing you know like I sort of had an hour a day to do my own thing and then the rest of the time I was, I was writing articles and I was seeing things and interviewing people and doing all that sort of stuff. Um, I suppose another example I could do is I, I, I the last two three years I can't remember if it's the last two or three years I've been one of the the presenters at the Final Cut Pro Summit in Cupertino um and yeah and that's you know what at least from my experience of that I don't think my experience has been that different from participants Mm. um at, at least the events that I've been involved in the conferences that I've been involved in um you know we're there to to network and socialize just as much as anyone else is and so you know we would have lunch with participants we would go out for dinner with you know like you, we'd be in the lobby of the hotel and who, hey who wants to go out for dinner and that and 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 it's like of course we did we did all of them you know last year i did nab and i, and I did final cut summit and all that sort of stuff for virtually and it's nice that they managed to still have the events virtually but you just didn't get to hang out the same ways and, and to, to, to their credit they did try like like um, what they did with with the, the virtual NAB and and, and, the, and the summit. And there was a third one that I did, which I can't remember what it was called. They would have breakout rooms between presentations. So they'd be like two or three hours of presentations. And then they'd be like a half hour, 45 minute coffee. They'd call it coffee break. And they would just split up four or five people into little meeting rooms within Zoom. And it was just to sort of chat, um, which was really nice. But it, it's... I'm really looking forward to to literally being physically in these places where you can get those beautiful times to hang out with people. That's that's the thing I, can I ask you question, I
2: love sure. You can, you can, yeah. Oh, which Lee? Thank you. No, me. <laughs> oh, him. You. Um, can, does that does that mean that you've been to the mothership?
1: I, I have. I have been to the mothership. I've been in the mothership um, a Ooh. few times because I, I I used I used to work. Uh, yeah, I used, I used to work for them. So. Um, I've still got I've still got friends who can now now I haven't been into into the new mothership like the the the, the big circular one like that you need you need to know the right people to get you in or there's got to be a reason to get you in you don't just get in to, to go in to, and and have lunch um, but I've been in an in infinite loop lots of times which is which is because that the mothership isn't
2: there like a separate kind of media space event space that looks over the mother mothership like yes. Up on a hill? Uh,
1: yeah yeah so that's that? i mean that's the that, annex kind of thing oh well that's the steve jo- i think are you being the steve jobs theater maybe i am so maybe that, that so that's I mean. that that's the this beautiful theater that that you know steve obviously designed um which is where they do all the the keynotes and uh, you would have seen in a lot of the 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 the, the apple presentations all the online ones recently the the, the people in this beautiful sort of foyer area and these these two grand staircases coming down on the sides um and that's like the foyer before you go into the 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 big auditorium where they do the presentations Mm. and actually uh, there's, there's there's a little one um in in, in, in Infinite Loop in, in the old ed headquarters, which they still use.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, Apple, Apple is all, all over everything these days. And I know uh, this is a bit of a segue. AI is sort of coming into the mobile technology. And I, I feel it's definitely going to be coming into the photography arena as well. And um, I'm in sort of the gaming area. I work in NFTs and things like that. Um, but something that really caught my eye this week as well is this thing called Unreal Engine. Have you heard of it?
2: Yeah, it's a gaming engine.
0: Yeah. So Game the creators use it. That's right. The, the developers uh, have created something so realistic, photorealistic, which kind of scares me in a way for two reasons. One, you can have meta-humans now and you can actually create a digital copy of yourself. Now, if you watch the promo video of this thing, the first couple of seconds, you think it's a real person. But what gets me is... For photographers, when they want to go and shoot real estate, they're going to create digital copies of these houses. So they won't need a photographer. They're just going to have a walkthrough that is so photorealistic. Even the blades of grass move individually and you can have the wind on the curtains and you can see everything in the reflections of the mirrors. And I'm just like, well, what's the point of a photographer? So that's my question to you, the two of you. What is the future Of photography and videography cinematography when ai comes into the space
1: well it's it's funny i had an interesting thought about this a few years ago because i I was actually hired by an hr company um to create a bunch of videos for them on ai and how again like the angle that they wanted to take about ai was like everyone's being told that ai is going to take everyone's jobs away and the, the perspective that, that they were looking at it instead was no, because AI is going to take away a lot of the um, repetitive things that people do, like, 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 um, you know, crunching numbers and all that kind of stuff. And AI will actually take those sorts of jobs away, but they will, they will take away elements of your job and leave you more time to do other parts of your job that you prefer. So I started thinking about that from a cinematographer's point of view. And I thought, like, uh, th- there's, this other, there's this podcast I used to listen to where he t- was producing the to talk, and it was great. And they always talk about, you know, oh, there's no such thing as the perfect camera. And I always thought, yeah, I don't want the perfect camera because the perfect camera wouldn't need me.
0: True. So, yeah.
1: so 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 we don't want the perfect camera. But then I thought, well, hang on. So what what can AI do? And I started thinking, well, yeah, AI can't walk into a room and look at a room and go, Well, I really like the light coming from that window. So I'm going to use that window as a backdrop. And and now I need to bring this like. But but how AI can help me? And and actually AI, I mean, if you think about it, I've learned that just by doing my job for the last 10 20 years and ai can learn what what it took me 10 20 years to learn ai can learn in about 3 seconds so a lot of things ai can replace us with but at the moment it definitely and i think we're quite a way away from it being sentient hopefully and um, replacing the creativity side but the cool thing is is that i can walk into a room and go cool i really like this angle in this, this space here I want to shoot that direction. And then I've got a little box, a little AI box that I stick in the middle of the room and it fires lasers all over the room and works out exactly where, if, if you want to shoot there and the person's, get, and your subjects will be standing in this exact spot, well, you want to put your light here. Your light needs to be at this percentage. You want to set a flag over there. You want to, do, And so AI can actually help us a lot um, in terms of, it's not going to replace us, but but don't look at it as going to raise it. It's going to help us and it's it going to make lives a lot do. easier. Yeah, yeah. the the, yeah. the things that it's take the things that it's taken us decades to learn, it can learn very quickly. So it can help us with that. And I don't know about you, but every single job that I've done, I've learned something. And mm. I've at every job that I do looks and sounds better than the one before it because every time I'm learning something new and I'm going, oh, you know what? For next time, I've got to remember to do this or to do that. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I think embrace AI because I think it can actually make our lives a lot easier if it goes in that direction.
2: Yeah, and I think if it goes a... in
1: the direction of killing us all, well, we've got things to worry about. <laughs> well that's
2: that's of well, We probably we probably asked for it. Yeah, we we had that coming anyway. Uh, that's right. Just very, very quickly. Look, I think that yes, there's a place for it, and in fact, you know, technology uh, cameras already have an element of AI in them. You know, light metering and automatic focusing, and um, you know, there's a whole range of little features and functions in cameras, as there is in any modern day tech. Mm-hmm. That it's not quite AI, but it's you know, it's it's thinking for us. It's it's taking the, the role of what the things that we used to do. It's making them easier, simpler, faster. It's doing them for us. Um, having said that, a washing machine does that too. You know,
0: that's true. That's true. Well, every time you take a photo in it and you use JPEG, there you go. It's it's uh, applying an algorithm to it. And some might say, that's right. You know, they use that data across all the cameras, the manufacturers, and create a better looking picture out of all of yeah. that data. So, at the end of the day, I think that's we're not. I think you're right, Lee. I think you're right. I think we're going to be okay. So on that note, thank you very much for tuning in to episode one. Uh, If you missed our pilot episode, go back and have a listen. Make sure you subscribe to everywhere where you're listening to this podcast, and we will see you in the next one. Thank you, Lee. And thank you, Greg.
2: Thanks, guys. See ya.